good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, hitting cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. Yes, you're absolutely right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we got a jam-packed show here, and we want to get right away with Rachel, Rachel Thunder, who is with the Indigenous Protector Movement, and just all-around groovy person. I see you all around in the community, Rachel. Welcome to Native Roots Radio. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, big happenings coming up very soon. I'd love, you, uh, love for you to talk about it and uh, speak your truth about this great event that's happening. For sure. Um, So this is just kind of a follow up and I want to keep coming on to um, let community know um, what's going on. So this year, 2023, on September the 12th, Elder Leonard Paltier, who is the longest held indigenous political prisoner, will be turning 79 years old. Um, And so to commemorate his birthday and to also keep public awareness and political pressure on this system that continues to hold this elder, um, the Indian Collective and Amnesty International are co-hosting a caravan that is going to be going from the Jumping Bull Camp um, on Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota to Rapid City, Minneapolis, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and then into Washington, D.C. for an event and action on September the 12th in front of the White House. Um, so we just kind of want to make sure that everybody's aware of this as as this caravan comes through the community. And if you go to Indian Collective's um, social media handles, they have lots of flyers, like the one that's shown on the screen. And I think some new videos that shows the dates they're coming through these different cities. But here in Minneapolis, the caravan will be arriving on September the 8th um, at 6 p.m., and the Indigenous Protector Movement, which is our organization, um, NACDI, the Indian Center, uh, Gatherings, all of the Little Earth Protectors, all these different organizations and groups and community have come together to host this caravan as it comes through Minneapolis. So at beginning at 630 at Cedar Field, just across from Little Earth United Tribes, um, right there off of uh, Cedar Ave. We are going to be hosting a community feast that's open to community um, gatherings. Cafe is going to be making all of the food. I think we're having bison nachos um, as the main food. We're going to have speakers, local drum group, opening prayer and ceremony and honoring for Paltier and, you know, the people that are making this journey to D.C., um, you know, and to honor them and ask for protection for them. Um, And everybody is welcome. Uh, And so just come and enjoy some good food, hear the speakers, and um, be a part of this historic moment for our elder, Leonard Paltier. Um, Then the caravan is going to stay the night in Minneapolis. And the next morning, anybody who's signed up to participate in the caravan and go to D.C., Um, The caravan will leave Minneapolis early the next morning on the 9th and head on to Chicago. Wow, that's exciting. And uh, remind our audience, too, who Leonard Peltier is. We have new listeners all the time, uh, Rachel, and uh, why why it's so important for us to have him out. Correct. Um, So Leonard Peltier, like I said earlier, is the longest-held Indigenous political prisoner. He has been held for nearly five decades um, there were, there was a period of time um, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation known as the Reign of Terror, where the traditional people of the reservation and American Indian movement members were under attack. 
um, they were being assaulted and murdered uh, by um, a corrupt tribal uh, council, goon squad, and FBI agents. And all of this turmoil kind of led to this pivotal moment um, of the shootout at the Jumping Bull camp. And at the end of that shootout, two FBI agents and one Native American man um, were dead, found dead at the end of that shootout. Uh, Joe Stunts, which his death has never been investigated and no one has ever been charged with his murder. But following the death of the two FBI agents who were unmarked and un, in, un, in civilian clothes, there were three arrests made, um, Bob Rabadou, Dino Butler, and Leonard Peltier. Bob Rabadou and Dino Butler were both acquitted and found not guilty um, on the grounds of self-defense. And Leonard Peltier was later arrested and charged with the murder of those two FBI agents, even though his two co-defendants were found not guilty. So later his charges were changed to aiding and abetting. Um, but then the question stands of who was he aiding and abetting himself right. if his two co-defendants were found not guilty. And, you know, to this day, it stands as an injustice. And there's files, you know, and quotes from that period of time saying, you know, oh, any Indian would do. They were just looking for anybody to be an example um, mm -hmm. for that time of what happens to you if you stand up against this system and fight for the people in this traditional way of life. So that's just a little bit of history. There's lots of documentaries. Um, there is Incident at Oglala, and there's another um, documentary called Warrior, The Life of Leonard Peltier. And I really recommend you check both of those out if you want more information. Well, one thing, Rachel, I know uh, many people that were involved in the original case, there was uh, evidence suppressed and uh, believed that he should not be in prison at all. We have an FBI yes. agent as just recently bringing up the fact that this is uh, something that goes on in the FBI for decades and decades talking about this in um with their new workers and and telling them all these lies and these lies have become truth over the years right it's this narrative that's passed along to the quote-unquote fbi family um when you're indoctrinated um i think i believe the agent that you're talking about is colleen rally yes um, yes she she spoke at the rally that we had back um in february for paltier this year um but no you're you're right and his case, you know, looking back on it now, there was hidden evidence, tampered evidence, coarse testimonies, you know, like any injustice or, um, you know, something that could go wrong or make this case just be completely thrown out and unjustifiable is there. And yet he still remains in prison. Well, and when we talk about that, Something like this can happen to anyone, and that's mm -hmm. another reason why we really need Leonard out of prison. Uh, we need justice, and what justice looks like right now is 79 years old, like you said, just under 50 years of being incarcerated wrongly. We need justice. Yeah, and you know, you can ask yourself, what does justice look like at this point? Because you have an entire life of a man that you're never going to be able to get back. You have years and moments that he's missed with his children, his grandchildren, and now great-grandchildren. You have years of time missed with community and grounded in ceremony and culture that he's missed. He's missed all of these pivotal moments that we've all experienced collectively throughout Indian country, our, our our triumphs and our hard times. He's missed all of that. How do you how do you put a price on that? How do you say that you can get justice for that? A, a way to begin to do that is to set him free. Absolutely. Rachel Dion Thunder, Peeny Gigi, thank you so much for being on and all the work you do for our community and this special uh this special uh, part two of our community, which uh, free Leonard Peltier. Now, we, Haley says that at the end of every show. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Robert, and thank you, Haley. All right. Hey, up next, Robert Lilligren. Uh, you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake.
Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Now, more than ever, we are being faced daily with a topic of human mortality. And for many people, estate planning has been top of mind. Getting your estate planning done now can be easy and cost-effective. Shroman Law offers virtual options for initial consultations so that new clients can safely initiate the process. With many facing uncertain financial situations, Shroman Law also offers affordable fees for legal documents. Learn more at shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, our guest here today on this great, beautiful Thursday. You've been hearing me complain about the weather for the last month, but this has like been a perfect day. Robert Lilligren, CEO of the Native American Community Development Institute here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. And Robert, always good to see you. Always great to chat with you. Welcome. Yeah, bonjour, Robert. And Haley, so good to see you today. Can't wait to see you down at the market again one of these days. Very soon. Farmer's Market. Yeah, and the American Indian Cultural Corridor. Very soon. I know. Uh, what a great day today, I imagine. Uh, perfect weather. It was perfect. Perfect weather. You know, the market kind of fluctuates in size, and we go through a little shrinkage at uh, when school starts. Mm. Some of our participant vendors are students or teachers and things like that. And so, so it was a nice size today. Uh, Robert Rice from Powell Grounds, who's usually out there making and selling fry bread as part of the market, is up ricing this mm. week. So, uh, so he wasn't bending, so that created a little more space for for others. And yeah, it was just it was such a nice day. It was such a good scene. It is the place to see and be seen on the American Indian Cultural Corridor on a Thursdays. I'll tell you. Yeah, well, uh, Haley and I do know that. You know, we're we enjoy coming out there and talking oh. to you, and also. The coffee from the powwow grounds is excellent and all the other kind of drinks. And then, of course, you have the art gallery there, which is always just great to stroll through, uh, no matter what the temperature is. I think you're right. And uh, and I think, you know, Robert, you and Haley are kind of scene makers. So when you show up there, it's it's a scene. So <laughs> and then today at the end of the market, it was pretty cool. We kind of just flipped it over and set it up a little different and we were partnering with um the boys fort reservations urban office and they were doing a family event and they had live music someone that came down from up north who everyone seemed to know i didn't know but uh <laughs> and they had food and they gave away school supplies and so it's just i mean it's just a parking lot right outside of our tiny little building that houses uh powell grounds coffee shop and uh, all my relations arts gallery in our offices but man does that space get used 
Definitely. And I've always said we should do a GoFundMe and get that parking lot covered for the winter because I miss I miss community sometimes. I know we have a lot of powwows, indoor powwows during the winter, but uh, I miss community and, uh, uh, and that's a great place to gather. Yeah, it is. It is. And I love that idea. And you should talk to John Williams, our Vice President of Development at NACD, because he loves hearing ideas like that, the big <laughs> capital projects and, the, and how to raise money for them. So you guys should hook up on that. And then, yeah, your guest right before here, Rachel was there, Rachel Thunder, Rachel Dion mm -hmm. Thunder. She's around the market pretty much all day. Uh, where NACD is in one of her other roles with the protectors, of course. NACD is just signing on to support them as a fiscal agent, and that's moving really quickly. It had to be, yeah. So, so it's just great to see young leaders like that, you know, stepping well, up and being on the show. Well, not only that, you know, I feel like uh, she's a doer, and uh, I know you. Uh, are a great mentor for doers and being a fiscal agent like that is really fits right into your uh, game plan. I think she's a doer as well. I think she's probably more mentoring me or maybe we're <laughs> peer mentoring, but we are, I will say this, you know, uh, we are kind of figuring out how to partner and play more and more. I think of this as sort of an inside outside game, you know, and when we look at people's different roles, they play and, you know, sometimes Rachel's inside a group of people that I don't have access to and, you know, I can support her strategies there or, you know, I have a lot of access in government for a native mm -hmm. guy. And so, you know, I can use that inside outside game uh, uh, for that kind of access too. And more and more, I'm kind of framing a lot of my work as the inside outside game. <laughs> that's cool. I, I think one of the things that's coming up now in any young native person that's thinking about running because we, we have uh, Arvina Martin, who's a former uh, Madison City Council on every week now, and she's Ho-Chunk, which even makes it better. She's in uh, Wisconsin Emerge, which, uh, which uh, helps uh, women candidates run for office. And I know mm -hmm. you're huge in mentoring because of your vast experience. And uh, truth be told, uh, you helped me uh, with my campaign as a uh, legislator of Ho-Chunk Nation, and uh, you're going to have your hands full this next election, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it should be easier. It's the you first think? one that's supposed to be the you hardest, think? unless you misbehaved. But no, it's an honor to be asked, Robert, and I I love working with developing candidates, especially in BIPOC communities, especially women, and, uh, you know, and the further I get from kind of the active campaign world, maybe the less of that I do, although I am helping a city council member candidate right here for this cycle in Minneapolis. But what I really liked about working with you, Robert, was that you listened to me and you did what I told you to. Right. You'd be amazed how many people don't. So I'm happy to help all the people who will, you know, you don't have to take my advice, but if you're not going to take it, it kind of makes me wonder why I'm giving it. Right. Well, I, I used to have somebody ask me my opinion all the time uh, about certain things. Uh, uh, somebody I worked with uh, as a teacher, and they always did the opposite, so I started to get a little complex. <laughs> right. So then you could be kind of trickster, right? You could yeah. give them the opposite right. advice, and then they'll do you know what you think is right. I don't think I was that yeah. smart. I think I was more befuddled. <laughs> See, that's me. That's how I'm always thinking. That's strategic. Right on. Three conversations ahead, you know. Well, what what's happening locally? I know um, there were some things happening in Minneapolis with our homeless. Uh, some people are not happy with that. Uh, there's only, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, what what did what happened and what did you see? Well, there's just been a lot happening lately, and and kind yeah. of nothing happening, right? And so. Mm -hmm. uh, Back in 2018, there was a highly visible, very high concentrated population encampment, primarily our unsheltered native relatives, especially at first, but it was a fairly diverse community. And it was right along a highway, uh, right on the American Indian Cultural Corridor. It was very clear that native people were coming to a place they felt was home or community. Mm -hmm. But in this crappy little strip of um, highway right away on an entrance ramp, some 300 tents went up, right. some over 200 people living there, and it freaked everyone out. 
and it was right on a highway that had uh, tens of thousands of cars going on it every day, right along our light rail, which had tens of thousands of riders going by it. And so it was, it was an occupation, right? And it was highly visible. And for about five minutes, the broader community could not ignore the plight of our unsheltered relatives. And uh, it really mobilized a lot of the native orgs to take care of our communities, our or literally our relatives, when no one else was really doing anything or much. And so now I think what you're alluding to is now five years later, no one's really done anything or much as we continue to, to scramble in the local native community and orgs to, to care for our relatives. So there was a reoccupation mm. of that same piece of land, of the Wall of Forgotten Natives. And they cut fences and put up rapidly put up 20 tents and, and occupied that. And then it's the state property there, MnDOT, Minnesota Department of Transportation. So then state troopers came and cleared the camp. And, you know, the optics of that are horrible. I mean, people went peacefully and everything, but mm -hmm. it just really lifted it up for everyone standing around five years later and nothing has changed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's uh, sad. And, and again, you know, we have these sayings or cliches like we haven't been homeless since uh, 1491 and i think people want to make sure that we're not blaming the victims of oh, yeah. this homeless thing and i i think that's where some people including the press go right away right right and i remember early on during the wall of forgotten natives in 2018 uh some of the native organizational leadership was invited down to the city council to testify in front of them, their committees about what we were doing and the conditions and things. And I remember saying, you know, let, let's do what you kind of just said, Robert, and let's kind of look at the root causes. And for centuries, there's been government-sponsored strategies of genocide and cultural annihilation and forced assimilation. And I said, if those are your objectives, congratulations. This is what your success looks like. You know, now we're left to take care of our relatives and to clean up the messes you've created. And so I think that's just a fundamental piece of truth telling that we right. need to put out there so we can move on to the next um, conversations. And and I, <clears throat> for someone, excuse me, who doesn't provide direct services to our relatives, I find myself in many, many uh discussions, tables, circles, and conversations about how to adapt the system so that, uh, that, so that people can really not just have a shelter, but they can live a fulfilled life. They can move in the direction they want to move in. And I started my day today in a meeting with community planning, uh, planning around these efforts every day this week. I've been in multiple conversations, sometimes with government officials, often with community, sometimes both other native orgs it's it's a crisis and i feel like the native community is stepping up and trying to improve the system absolutely and i knew you'd have some good words about that because i don't know if i was out of town or what was going on but i appreciate your update on that hey we got another segment with robert lilligren native american community development institute white earth ojibwe citizen here on native roots radio we'll be right back after this short break stay with us be a vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. 
Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. Hi, I'm Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, shame-free dental office. If you're having a dental emergency, we'll try and get you in the same day you call because we don't like to see anyone in pain. And we'll help you get through every appointment in the most pain-free way possible. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Outfront Minnesota is the state's largest LGBTQ plus advocacy organization, and they're celebrating our state's accomplishments protecting our LGBTQ plus neighbors. This is especially important as surrounding states are passing legislation targeting our trans community. But here in Minnesota, we made it clear, you belong here. Minnesota's LGBTQ plus rights have taken a significant step forward with the conversion therapy ban and the trans refuge bill, helping reshape the national discourse. The trailblazers who once championed same-sex marriage a decade ago continue propelling Minnesota towards an even brighter future. To celebrate these accomplishments, Outfront Minnesota is hosting their annual gala where we bring in together more than 700 guests at Allianz Field on Thursday, September 14th. The event celebrates a year of legislative wins while honoring diverse communities propelling Minnesota forward into next year. Again, that's Thursday, September 14th at Allianz Field with a dinner at 6 and party at 8. So come celebrate Minnesota's progress on LGBTQ plus rights and order your tickets at Outfront.org. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. You've heard me talk about the Rudy Luther Toyota We Buy program. Now hear from someone who's actually done it, me. Our kid's car, the 2006 Toyota Sienna, served us well for 17 years, but it was finally time to say goodbye. The We Buy program is really simple. I gave them some basic information. We set up an appointment, and after a quick verification, they gave me an estimate and a check, and they made me a generous offer. It was that fast. See for yourself. Try the Rudy Luther Toyota We Buy program at RudyLutherToyota.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 66, then hot sunshine Friday with a high of 91. Warner Stallion delivers appliance savings on a stick you won't find anywhere else. Earn a bonus for each additional appliance you buy for up to $1,000 back. Plus, pay no interest for two years. Shop smart with the specialists at Warner Stellion. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by J.S. Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul, bringing you only the best coffee roasted to perfection. Wow, that was a good read there, Haley. Good one. Hey, uh, Robert, uh, we we get uh, weekly updates from uh, the governor of the great state of Wisconsin, Governor Evers, and I wonder if we can just play it and then you and I can uh, comment on it. Love it. Let's do it. Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Across our state, kids, parents, and families are gearing up for the new school year. Educators, staff, and administrators are busy getting classrooms and schools ready to begin a new year of teaching, empowering, and inspiring our kids. I spent most of my life fighting for our kids in our schools, first as a science teacher, and as a principal, superintendent, and state superintendent. And doing what's best for our kids is why I decided to run for governor. The back to school season is one of my favorite times of year. Each school year presents a new opportunity for educators and students alike to grow, to learn, and to create new connections. And my advice to all of you is this, make the most of it. You only get to be a fourth grader, an eighth grader, or a senior once, and if you're an educator, You only have this group of kids once. So have fun, challenge yourself, try new things, work hard, and let's make it a great year, folks. 
Thank you and take care. Back to you, Robert, and Native Roots Radio. Wow, thanks, Governor Evers. Uh, good points there, Robert. We had uh, some really good legislation les- legislature this year, uh, a bill on uh, teaching Native American uh, history to uh, educators who will in turn teach it to their students. So again, uh, it's a new day here in Minnesota and Minnesota has been like the beacon in many things that they've done in uh, our government this uh, past uh, session. Yeah, it was amazing, right? And so for folks who aren't from Minnesota, we have uh, uh, all three branches of our governor's office, our state Senate and our state house are all controlled by Democrats. And they legislated for efficiency (laughs) this last session. And it was just a banner year. So much good legislation, people-centered legislation got passed. Things like the American Indian education work that's kind of always been on the books, but there's never been sort of the public support, the public sector support to, to, to enforce the laws and to create the curriculum and to get it really into our schools. And I think we're in a place where people in our state want to learn more mm-hmm. about the true history of our state. So, so that's good too. But yeah, this, this is a great year to be a Minnesotan. And I think Minnesota will stand out as a beacon to the rest of the country in 2024 when you see what unified government can achieve. And it's a, it's a great story. Yeah, and like you were alluding to, we have another session coming up here soon. So let's see what can happen. And, uh, uh, you know, I was always taught because, you know, as a young person, Robert, I was like a, a, a bridge burner with a flamethrower. And I was always taught, or I was taught lately, I should say, from my wife, from uh, her political stuff with uh, sacred animals across the state is that, you know, you can't do that with uh, uh, any politician or anyone's working with you, you have to really uh, go to the next battle and hopefully you win and get support from that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I've learned a lot over the years and I've learned a lot uh, talking to you, Robert, too, about oh, not being a, a bridge burner. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I was with you, you know, I was more of a bomb, a bomb thrower, anti-establishment, but then mm-hmm. thinking strategically, you know, sometimes, Sometimes you're just fighting to live another day, right? To fight another mm-hmm. day. I just had a unusually on the Metropolitan Council where I'm a regional representative, we have a controversial issue. And yeah. I found myself having to just survive one debate and vote so I could have the next one. And mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, and then technology, we all play roles, right? We need those uh, direct action people, you know, uh, Rachel Thunder is a great direct action person. She can organize like crazy, you know, and mm-hmm. and if we are all in a unified strategy, not even necessarily all agreeing, but if we're in a unified strategy, then the direct action, the protests and things, then support the the legislation or the boardroom conversations and things. And I just I think we've had so many examples here just in the last few years of how effective our community can be when when we're using a unified strategy, when we're delivering a unified message, even if we're in our different segments within the community, if we're all supporting each other, we get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I guess what I was kind of alluding to, too, is that, you know, if I don't get support on a certain thing that I'm looking for, the next battle or the next thing that comes up, I might get support. And then I don't want right. people mad at me because I burned their bridge down with a flamethrower. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> well, but, no, it's true. And we, you know, I was taught very early in my elected life by a wiser, more experienced elder politician that there's never, her, her words were, there's never a last act. You know, I can never treat our conversation like this is the last conversation we'll ever mm. have. I have to be treating you with enough respect that there's still a tether into our next conversation. And, and that was a great lesson for me to learn. And, and now I just kind of do that naturally. And sometimes, you know, disagreements get heated and I have to feel and be and express in a way that I'm not burning a bridge. I'm not severing a tie. You know, I'm willing to have the next conversation and and then some people in the community see that as selling out right oh you're willing to sit at the table with that person it's like yeah 
because somebody's got to be right I need your support when i go into these risky conversations and i'll support you when you're yeah. you know cutting fences and occupying land that needs to be done so that's that yeah. inside outside that i was referring to earlier in the last segment yeah definitely. yeah and that's a really good point a really good point uh geez i just learned something a good that good analogy that you just gave that that's awesome <laughs> It's so funny. I never even realized what I'm saying, Robert. I'm just blabbing. So I'm glad you're finding it useful. Do you remember the years ago when we used to plan what we were going to say when we did the two hour show on Saturday? It's like, okay, I'm just going to stop taking notes. Robert's just uh, talking and asking me questions. (laughs) No problem. No, it's very spontaneous, much more spontaneous. Well, I got to just say, the people that we've talked to at the fair, many people have come to the fair that listen to this show. And they'd like that. I, I think they're used to um, maybe things. They like the contrast of maybe beating the news into their head to our conversation. So I appreciate yeah. people telling me that because that it, it's, uh, it's a down-home kind of conversation we have here on Native Roots Radio. Uh, you know, it's so funny. Last Thursday at the Four Sisters Farmers Market, there was a table of elder uh women uh roya taylor was there and a couple of uh, mm-hmm. her friends and i did so the, and roya calls me over robert robert these women want to meet you and they go we listen to you on the show radio all the time and we love it so much and of course we weren't on last week and you were busy with the fair but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah we, you had some fans there last yeah. week <laughs> Well, and two, uh, we're going to have some uh, of those Rainbow Resist shirts left over, I think, at the fair, too. Maybe yeah, we should bring them to the market and and yeah. uh, and sell them there because, uh, yeah, we, we've got some really good designs. Have you been out to the fair yet? I haven't, and, you know, I was kind of tentative about it, and now that it's going to be boiling hot. A I million degrees. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a million degrees. But I will take another Rainbow Resist shirt, or I know other people that would, like, would love them. They're beautiful. Yep. You should bring them around the market someday. I yeah, some. I think but, I think we will bring it, bring them by um, too, yeah. and some regular resistance. We have a a new design, Sage Against the Machine, which is uh, oh yeah. Are you wearing of, that right? No. no, no. I'm wearing. What am I wearing? Some. This is from a, a walk, a Ho Chunk walk. So that's like okay. Darth Vader with a lot of native designs in it oh. inside it. Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah. Just reading in the news this week that in Canada, the government has put out travel warnings for LGBTQ people to the U.S. Wow. Um, there's areas that it's not safe to travel. I know. It's just, it really freaks me out as a two-spirit person. And in Canada, they don't say LGBTQ+. They say 2SLGBTQI+. And the 2S is two-spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's the the first thing they acknowledge and it just it feels so different than what's happening here in some parts of the u.s well thank goodness one we live in minnesota and two that we are in uh the twin cities which is a very good place to live and all kinds of people live here and uh I, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like there's only one other place I would live. I think it was Madison, Wisconsin. I love Madison, but they're a college oh, town sure. and they're diverse too. Right, right. Yeah. Nope. We are in a nice pocket of progressive, you know, thinking. Well, oh, we're kind of yeah. During elections, I always yeah. I always like to say uh, I'm glad land can't buy because the farther away you get the away from the taller buildings the less uh, progressive people are. So it's like, you look at the big dots, but you know, there's a big dot here in the state and it's like, well, a hundred people live there and land can't buy. So whatever, or vote, I mean. Yep, no, and it's where the people live, right? That's where the votes are. Elections are a numbers game. Well, what do you got coming up here? We got like a minute left. And uh, again, I always forget to ask you, uh, (laughs) ask you this question, what you you want to talk about. Right. Well, there's just some cool things that went on here in the community this week and that have to do around power building and things like that. There was a, a great community tour that the Minneapolis uh, Health Director, Department of Health Director, walked to the community and met with community people and saw first firsthand what's going on and where the encampments are and where the fences are up and 
Then he joined the community at All Nations Church, which I know you know all. Uh, yeah. There was a Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors meeting there. It was very well attended. We had our police chief, the Minneapolis police chief, who's still relatively new. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of these executive people, like the health director or health commissioner, rather, the police chief, are new arrivals to Minneapolis. And so they don't, you know, the, the native community, as well organized and empowered as ours, is, is not what they're used to. <laughs> so we have to teach them, pay attention to us. We matter. We're partners. We've got We're, solutions. So come and listen. We're still here. You know, we are that's, still here. That's it. Robert, thanks a lot uh, for stopping in. Really appreciate our conversations. And uh, I miss seeing you at the, the last couple of weeks at the, the Powell Grounds and the Four Sisters Market. I will be back. And I know Haley will, too. Great. See you soon. Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native right on listening to native ritz radio presents i'm awake up next we have uh trish cook comedian ho -wah. stay with us Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. You work hard for every cent you make. You have bills and you have goals. Choose a bank that's going to support you along the way. That's fair financial banking. No overdraft fees, no minimum balance. No credit score required. Call 651-262-2173 to talk to a fair financial enroller to open your account today. Keep more of your money. That's fair. Fairfinancial.org. Fair is a program of Prepare Plus Prosper, a nonprofit organization and is not a bank. Banking services are provided by Sunrise Banks N.A., member FDIC. Back-to-school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Wow, uh, Haley, just a couple days ago, we had like four people howling, or was that a uh, couple? Yes. Was that yesterday? <laughs> I think that was yesterday. We had a whole pack of us, yes. <laughs> oh, good one. A pack. Hey, a pack. we are back now, and we have Trish Cook, who is a comedian, citizen at Red Lake Nation, and uh, our new friend here on Native Ritz Radio. Trish, are you there? I am here. Hello, Robert. How's it going? Hi, Haley. Hey. <laughs> hey. I, I hear doing all right. How about yourselves? Doing great. I hear rumors you're at the fair. I am on my way there. I'm not quite at the fair yet, but I will be on the fairground shortly. And are you doing anything I, other I, than... I was working today. My schedule got uh, a little wonky. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate you stopping in. I I was on a different station with Roya a few uh, days ago, and I wanted to amplify what's going on with you uh, because I heard some really good things. Um, you got some com uh, comedy shows coming up. We do. 
going to be at the um, Shoulder Inn. Um, that is coming October, and that'll be with uh, Jim and with Rob, the res reporter Fairbanks. Um, and then I'm going to be in Denver in a couple of weeks doing wow. a showcase there. So that's going to be good. And comedy, um, the original Ojibwe trio, we're going to be back at the Parkway Theater in January. Well, I got to make sure I get a press pass for that because that sold out last time, you know, and uh, heard nothing but right. great things. Yeah. So we're hoping for the same this year. Oh, I'm sure it's uh, going to be an annual event for uh, all of us to come down and hear some good inside jokes and also some just all-around humor. I hope so, yes. <laughs> it will be. So what else is shaking here? Uh, you uh, uh, Well, we've been um, at the fair a couple of times this week, which has been wonderful. Was there all day on Sunday for Indigenous People's Day at the fair and... That was really an awesome event and really great to be a part of. I saw you there quite a bit. Um, really, really fun day. So did that and can't think of a better way to spend a day at the fair, really. That was awesome. That was awesome. You did a great job. And again, you know, one thing I want to say too before we, we uh, lose you today is how can people uh, reach out to you if they're looking for a funny native MC or any or want to book you? Sure. They can find me at heytrishcook.com. And all of my social media is under heytrishcook as well. Hey, Trish Cook. I love so it. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, definitely. What's that? Oh, no, I said definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we've got the website up and going, and there's a form that people can fill out if they have questions at all. Exactly. So what else do you do? You uh, you run a few of those trivia con uh, contests. I was hoping that you'd have a trivia question for me, but uh, uh, I know you might have to look those up, so I don't want to do that to you. But uh, oh. I, oh, I do have one for you. Oh, uh oh okay. Uh, has the Wait. most shoreline. You're going to have to say that again. We the city of Minnesota the most shoreline. Uh, St. Paul. Boy, the anticipation. I think we lost Trish. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Google that quick. Trish, I think we okay. lost you. No. Trish? Not quite. No? <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> Was it right? Was I right, St. Paul? Oh, we lost Krish. Well, she's got, uh, she's out there um, doing her thing, and uh, we're glad to have her stop in for just a minute. Haley, you were out there Sunday, and uh, she did a great job emceeing at the State Fair. That's no easy task to be looking at thousands of people looking back at you, and she was hilarious and, and kept yeah. the show running. Um, what else do we got going on here? We're doing a rebroadcast tomorrow because everybody's going to be uh, on vacation here a day early, including us now. Yeah, yeah. We got a long weekend. I uh, hope everyone's going to be doing something fun, celebrating uh, kind of the weekend that usually wraps up everyone's summer. I know the fair is going to be wrapping up and uh, we got here in the Twin Cities. I know Pearl Jam is in town and they're preparing for their first concert tonight and then i'll be at their second one saturday so really where's looking that, forward to that? Where's you know, that i believe that's the exile energy center i want to say in st paul yeah yep very cool so you don't really when you buy like a ticket to a concert you really don't care where it's at until you go is that what you're telling no, me? No, if it's a bucket list if it's a bucket <laughs> list uh band or something i'll i'll always be there no matter well where. they're they're awesome, and they have one of their players, one of the guitar players, I don't know the band's name, members very well, but he has his own um, nonprofit organization, and what his nonprofit does is put skateboards on reservations, and it's just wow. uh, amazing, and because of uh, skateboarding, and skate, uh, I was never a skateboarder, I'm too old for that, but it is a community, it makes community, 
And so that's the whole thought process behind that. I, I don't remember his name, but good ups to a Pearl Dram. And I remember they always fought Ticketmaster too, where Ticketmaster would just kill people with the prices of tickets and they didn't like that. And they got out of the loop and people stopped paying MTV and people stopped playing their music, but their fans and uh, are still their fans and, uh, and, uh, and they're still around doing great music. Yeah, absolutely. And then tonight also, uh, if you don't have tickets to the Pearl Jam concert, uh, if you're in town near the cities, what, uh, NAC, Native American Community Clinic, has their full moon ceremony tonight, which begins at 8 o'clock. And again, that happens at a 2501 Cedar Avenue South, uh, Minneapolis. Well, you know, I just have to say uh, this is going to be Labor Day, and I feel like us here at Native Roots Radio and uh, across Turtle Island on AM 950 and Civic Media and all our other affiliates out there, we just want to say we really appreciate uh, the partnership and um, how uh, you've amplified so many Native American voices over these past years with uh, Native Roots Radio. I know we've been on the air for, it was January uh, the first Saturday of January in 2017. So we are just uh, feel really blessed here to be able to bring our truth to the masses. Yeah, and support and highlight and give a platform to a lot of great Native American organizations in the community that does so much just above and beyond for our relatives and our friends. So yeah really good point and Haley you're on some kind of anniversary too this has got to be like your how many months you've been with us good question <laughs> good question Dega uh, I believe it like was forever, since the huh? begin- yeah the beginning of May so yes oh, probably May, yeah June July August all right well four months happy anniversary Thank you, Pinagigi. <laughs> right on. It's been really great. Uh, working family's not always the best, but this has been working out really well. And I think a good thing that it's been working out really well is that you are at your studio and I'm here at mine and we never get into any kind of uh, conflict. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, vote. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. We must, we must die. We must, we must die.